Today we talk about timed intercore cycles. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. I'm sure you've heard people talk about timed intercourse cycles. Matter of fact, there are many things that can be a timed intercourse cycle, such as your gynecologist could do it for you, a fertility doctor could do it for you. Today, we're going to talk about what a timed intercourse cycle is, what makes it a timed intercourse cycle, and how they can be done. And another thing we're going to talk about is, is it worth being done? Is everyone a good candidate or are some people going to be a bad candidate and should just move on to things like IUIs. Now, in general, the word timed intercourse means to time the intercourse. So technically, I mean, if you're just trying to get pregnant and you're timing your intercourse, that's a timed intercourse cycle. What we're going to focus on a little bit more here is what do we do in the clinic for timed intercourse cycles? So for patients who are just trying to get pregnant, it's perfectly fine to do timed intercourse cycles. Matter of fact, a lot of people will use ovulation kits called OPKs, check when they're ovulating, and as soon as it shows they hit their peak and they're ovulating, you would have intercourse that day and again 24 hours later. And the thought process behind here is that one, you're timing it around ovulation, but the other reason is because you maybe don't have enough time to have intercourse every other day for 20 days. And so that's a reasonable way to make sure you get the timing correct. Now, for the average patient, you know, just like we tell people for infertility, if you're not pregnant within six months and you're over 35, you should see a doctor. And if it's over one year and you're under 35, you should see a doctor because time intercourse probably won't work for you if it hasn't worked by then. The other situation, if you have comorbidities such as endometriosis, irregular cycles, severe pain with your periods, You may have other issues going on, and you should see the doctor after six months, even under 35, if you're still not pregnant. But what about the situation where you are seeing your OBGYN doctor, and they say to you, here, let me give you some Clomid or Femara, which are two medications that can help make an extra egg or two, and you have time in your course at home. Usually, the way this protocol works is on the third day of your period, you would start taking Clomid or Femara which are two types of medications that force you to make extra eggs. And then you have intercourse either every other day, starting on day 10, all the way to day 20, or you could do ovulation predictor kits to determine when you're ovulating. Or the other option is you can come in for an ultrasound so the doctor can figure out when you're ovulating and they'll give you HCG to make sure you trigger at a certain time so you know when to have intercourse, which is usually about 24 to 36 hours later. Now, there are some fertility doctors who will also do this. They'll do time intercourse cycles, and usually they'll monitor your ovulation, and then they'll give you a trigger shot to make you ovulate. So they'll be doing follicle tracking, making sure the eggs are growing, and then give you a trigger shot. But the question is, does this work, and who should try this? Well, in general, it actually doesn't benefit people much at all. Matter of fact, the only patients who are probably going to benefit from timed intercourse are going to be patients who don't have regular cycles. Women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome, oligomenorrhea, amenorrhea, which respectively those mean irregular cycles, 
another one means not getting a period, they will benefit from taking Clomid or Fomar because they're not ovulating or they're not ovulating regularly. But if you've been trying for the last six months to a year and you haven't got pregnant, there is no reason taking Clomid or Fomara is going to get you pregnant. As I've always joked around and talk about it, it doesn't even make sense. If most people are pregnant after just three months of having intercourse, why then if you've been releasing 12 eggs over the last year that you're going to get pregnant because you took some Clomid or Fomara to make a second egg to help get you pregnant? Can you imagine if your eggs were actually talking and they said, you know, Sally's been great. She's given us 12 eggs this year, but you know the rules. We can't let her get pregnant unless she releases two eggs for us. Hope she starts Fomara. No, that doesn't make any sense because if you were going to get pregnant and it was just a second egg, you got pregnant on egg number 8, 9, 10, 11, or 12. And that's why timed intercourse cycles don't really work for people who have regular ovulation, getting a period every month, or with confirmed ovulation. Now, it isn't wrong for your doctor to do it. I mean, there's really no harm just wasting time and maybe money, but there's really no benefit. Now, if you're not ovulating, completely different because now it helps you ovulate. So then the next question comes up is, do you need to do the ultrasounds? Technically, Clomid and Fomar are very weak drugs. That's why Objoins give it out all the time. And really, there are very few twins and triplets from it because it's just not that strong. And so you technically don't have to do monitoring, especially if you have irregular cycles and don't get your period. You can just take the Clomid, cycle days three through seven, have your course cycle days 10 through 20 every other day, and then just check a progesterone level to verify you ovulate, and then you know it's working. And the nice thing about that is it's cheap, doesn't cost much, and you get to do everything from home. Now, let's say your doctor does choose to monitor you and actually brings you in for ultrasounds and finally notices one of the foggles already. At that point, you may say, well, maybe I should take that trigger shot, and that way it will help me get pregnant. Well, actually, it won't. A trigger shot itself is not going to help you get pregnant. Your chances are no better with a trigger shot than just ovulating naturally when your body's ready. What the trigger shot will do is it will make sure you don't have to have a marathon of sex over maybe 10 days because it's going to be too difficult. And so you can say, listen, we just have to enter a course on this one day. That's what the trigger shot will do. It will give you the timing. But again, as long as you're having intercourse every other day, it's not going to matter. You're going to hit the day eventually. So then the question is, well, why do we do trigger shots with IUI? Well, that's because it's a little bit easier for the clinic because then we can get the timing correct. We can let you know when your partner needs to come in, give their sperm sample. So it's a little bit different in that situation. But technically, the trigger shot doesn't make more become mature than you just ovulate naturally. So this is actually quite common with OBGYNs. They usually do give out clomid and formar. And again, it's not wrong. It's just probably not going to benefit you unless you fall into that group of irregular ovulation. But what about fertility doctors? Do they do it? Well, I see lots of fertility doctors do different things. I know at our clinic, usually we only do time intercourse if someone's not ovulating regularly or if a patient just asks for it and we tell them it's not going to work, but they want to do it. We're like, that's fine, but we don't suggest it. The main area I see time intercourse, I'll see some doctors do it and people are ovulating. And it's probably because the patient wants to do it. Maybe that's why they're doing it. But if your doctor is asking you to do time intercourse cycles and you're ovulating regularly every month, there really is no benefit. You're basically doing the same thing you were doing before, but you're just taking extra medication 
And statistically, it's not going to help you because you've already released enough eggs and should have got pregnant if that was the problem. So then the question is, what should you do? Well, realistically, at that point, you should go on to what are called artificial inseminations, also known as IUIs. If you find that you haven't got pregnant within one year of trying, then at that point, doing time reverse cycles is a waste of time. Jump right ahead to IUIs. Now, when I say trying, as I always say, you don't have to actually try. You just have an intercourse at least, you know, two times a week. In the end, is it wrong to do time intercourse? Absolutely not. I mean, I did with my wife, hoping that maybe it would work. And we know there was zero chance of it working. Why? Because it was cheap. It was something we could do at home. And we didn't have to involve any doctors. But just like I discussed, it had no chance of working because I had a male factor issue. And my wife was ovulating regularly. Now, I'm sure there's people out there who say, well, I did it and I got pregnant. And that's absolutely true. No one's going to question that. But it doesn't mean it was from the time in the course. It's very possible that the time intercourse maybe made you be further on top of things. And maybe you guys were having intercourse at the more appropriate times, whereas originally you weren't, or it was just chance. But in the end, as we talked, it doesn't even make sense. If you can release 12 eggs in a year and not get pregnant, why would one month making two eggs get you pregnant, but you didn't get pregnant after 12 eggs? At that point, you're better off just going on to IUIs. In the end, there's no harm. It's just potentially wasting time and at some clinics, even money. I've heard of some clinics charging almost as much as IUIs to do time in the course cycles, which is insane because the chances are really not much better. In the end, the most important treatment is in treatment that you think is best for you and your doctor and you talk about. The reason I do these podcasts is so you can have a little bit more information so you can question things or ask things so you can be in charge of your care. As always, I hope this podcast helps someone or maybe help one of your friends. I really appreciate everyone who listens. As I always say, if you love it, please tell your friends about us. Give us a five star on your favorite medium. As always, come back again next week. I look forward to talking to you all again next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday. Fertility Tuesday.